Greetings, my name is Stan Prager from the Regarp Book Blog, www.regarp.com. Today's podcast features my review of Tim and Tegan by Tim Cope. About five years ago, I read what I still consider to be the finest travel and adventure book I've ever come across, On the Trail of Genghis Khan, An Epic Journey Through the Land of the Nomads by Tim Cope, a remarkable tale of an intrepid young Australian who in 2004 set out on a three-year mostly solo trek on horseback across the Eurasian steppe from Mongolia to Hungary, some 10,000 kilometers, about 6,200 miles, roughly retracing routes followed by Genghis Khan and his steppe warriors. An extraordinary individual, Cope refused to carry a firearm, despite warnings against potential predators of the animal or humankind, to menace an untested foreigner alone on the vast and often perilous steppe corridor, instead relying on his instincts, personality, and determination to succeed, regardless of the odds. Oh, and those odds seem further stacked against him because despite his outsized ambition, he is quite an inexperienced horseman. In fact, his only previous attempt on horseback as a child left him with a broken arm. Nevertheless, his only companions for the bulk of the journey ahead would be three horses, and a dog named Tegan foisted upon him against his will that would become his best friend. My 2016 review of On the Trail of Genghis Khan, which Cope featured on his website for a time, sparked an email correspondence between us, and shortly after publication, he sent me an inscribed copy of his latest work, Tim and Tegan, stamped with Tegan's footprints. I'm always a little nervous in these circumstances. What if the new book falls short? As it turned out, such concerns were misplaced. I enjoyed it so much I bought another copy to give as a gift. In Kazakhstan, early in his journey, a herder named Aset connived to shift custody of a scrawny six-month-old puppy to cope, insisting it would serve both as badly needed company during long periods of isolation, as well as an ally to warn against wolves. The dog, a short-haired breed of hound known as a Tazi was named Tegan, which translates into something like fast wind. Tim was less than receptive, but Aset was persuasive. In our country, dogs choose their owners. Tegan is yours. That initial grudging acceptance was to develop into a critical bond that was strengthened again and again during the many challenges that lay ahead. In fact, Tim's connection with Tegan came to represent the author's single most significant relationship in the course of this epic trek hence the title of this book. Tim and Tegan defies simple categorization. On one level, it is a compact retelling of On the Trail of Genghis Khan, but it's not simply an abridged version of the earlier book. Styled as a young adult work, it has appealed to a much broader audience. And while it might be tempting to brand it as some kind of heartwarming boy and his dog tale, it is marked by a much greater complexity. Finally, as with the first book, it is bound to frustrate any librarian looking to shelve it properly. Is it memoir? Is it travel? Is it adventure? Is it survival? Is it a book about animals? It turns out to be about all of these and more. As the title suggests, the emphasis this time finds focus upon the unique connection that develops between a once reluctant Tim and the dog that becomes nothing less than his full partner in the struggle to survive over thousands of miles of terrain marked by an often hostile environment that frequently saw extreme temperatures of heat and cold, conditions both difficult and dangerous, as well as numerous obstacles. But despite the top billing, neither Tim nor Tegan are the main characters here. Instead, as the narrative comes to reveal again and again, the true stars of this magnificent odyssey are the land and its peoples, a sometimes forbidding landscape that hosts remarkably resilient, enterprising, and surprisingly optimistic folks, clans, families, and individuals. 
that are ever undaunted by highly challenging lifeways that have their roots in centuries-old customs. Stalin effectively strangled their traditional nomadic ways in the former Soviet Union by enforcing borders that were unknown to their ancestors, but he never crushed their collective spirit. And long after the USSR went out of business, these nomads still thrive, their orbits perhaps more circumscribed, their horses and camels supplemented, if not supplanted, by jeeps and motorbikes. They still make their homes in portable tents known as yurts, although these days many sport TV sets served by satellite and powered by generators. The overwhelming majority welcome the author into their humble camps, often with unexpected enthusiasm and outsized hospitality, generously offering him food and shelter and tending to his animals, even as many are themselves scraping by in conditions that can best be described as hardscrabble. The shared empathy between Cope and his hosts is marvelously palpable throughout the narrative, and it is this authenticity that distinguishes his work. It is clear that Tim is a great listener, and despite how alien he must have appeared upon arrival in these remote camps, he quickly establishes rapport with men, women, children, clan elders, the old and the young, and remarkably repeats this feat in Mongolia, in Kazakhstan, in Russia, and beyond. This turns out to be his finest achievement. His talents with the pen are evident to be sure, but the story he relates would hardly be as impressive if not for that element. When Tim's amazing journey across the steppe ended in Hungary in 2007, joy mingled with a certain melancholy at the realization that he would have to leave Tegan behind when he returned home. But the obstacles of an out-of-reach price tag and a mandatory quarantine were eventually overcome, and a little more than a year later, Tegan joined Tim in Australia. Tegan went on to sire many puppies and lived to a ripe old age before, tragically, the dog that once braved perils large and small on the harsh landscapes of the Eurasian steppe fell before the wheels of a speeding car on the Australian Macadam. Tim was devastated by his loss, so this book is also, of course, a tribute to Tegan. My signed copy is inscribed with the Kazakh saying that served as a kind of ongoing guidepost to their trek together. Trust in fate, but always tie up the camel. That made me smile, but that smile was tinged with sadness as I gazed upon Tegan's footprint stamped just below it. Tegan is gone, but he left an indelible mark not only upon Tim, who perhaps still grieves for him, but also upon every reader, young and old, who is touched by his story. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. I encourage you to share it in your network. Many more reviews on an eclectic array of fiction and nonfiction books are available at regarp.com and regarpbookblogpod.com. Have a great day.